Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? We're inching closer to Christmas Day, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Hope you're getting your shopping done and all that good stuff. I know I have. Still working at it. In fact, I'm going to get out and get some photos. I haven't done photography in quite a while. So I'm really looking forward to getting out next couple nights uh, with my camera and uh, shooting some photography. You know, I'm also a photojournalist professional photographer. I have a full photo studio in the other room. And uh, I haven't had a chance this year. Just been really busy, you know, working on the show and uh, building things up here. So hopefully I can get out there the next couple days and... Get some nice Christmas shots. Anyway, my name is Charlotte, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong. I'm twisting here. Hang on. We're 45 strong up and down the state, and that means we can get to you no matter where you're at. So uh, look us up on Facebook. You, actually, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube, and you can uh, you can find us certainly at TikTok and also on Instagram, but that's under Ghosty Gal. And the spell goes to Gal, G-H-O-S-T-Y-G-A-L. It's all lowercase. But you can find me over there. That's that's my Instagram. But like I said, we are on Facebook as California Haunts. We're on Twitter as Cal Haunts. We're on TikTok as California Haunts, all lowercase. All right? So that's where you can find us. So just shoot me a message on any of those platforms, and I will definitely get back to you. Absolutely get back to you. If you're watching from any of, from, from uh, Facebook tonight, please be sure to hit that like and follow button if you haven't already, because we do, um, you know, so, uh, excuse me, we're running videos Sunday through Monday, uh, Sunday through Sunday through Friday, and so there's a different guest on every night, except for Sundays because we have special reading day where we where I will read a paranormal theme book, so you can kind of kick back and listen and you know kind of like go back to your days when your mom used to tuck you in and read a book and all that good stuff. My guest tonight, oh, before I get going, we have a special event Saturday. See, I keep forgetting. Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, we have a special event with medium Nancy Matz. She is going to provide readings for folks for 10 lucky people who want to, to want to have them done. And those readings are $12 a piece if you're interested. And the way to get those, you uh, go to Venmo and just type in California Haunts and pay for your reading. And you'll have a link sent to you. It'll be via StreamYard, just like what you're watching right now. But the good thing about this, and the cool thing about this, is they're private readings. So you're going to get your own private room and your own private five minutes with Nancy for whatever question or questions you might have. You know, with the new year coming, everybody's eager to see what's coming up in 2023. Maybe in their own lives, or maybe family members' lives, or maybe you might have deceased family members around you that you want to contact for, for Christmas. So you can do that. She'll give you five minutes of her time. Then when we're done with that, I send you a copy of the recording so you can actually keep it for, you know, forever, whatever. Or if Nancy comes up with something you don't know about and you're comparing it with other stuff, you could do that, too. So uh, please do that. That would be, for, you know, if, 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 if you feel like you uh, want to get a reading from Nancy, five minutes. And she can do a lot in five minutes, believe me. Nancy's really good at what she does. So that's uh, Venmo at California Haunts. And just deposit, you know, just. Just deposit it, like I said, $12 for five minutes. I think it's a pretty good deal. And that's our special. So that'll be Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Okay. 
Now, my guest tonight, Missy Least, I hope I say it, Missy Lay or Missy Lee Sterling. She has a unique story to tell in that I'm going to let her tell it, though. But she was driving home late one night and something passed. I, I believe something passed in front of her vehicle. And it was it looked like it was half human, this thing that passed in front of her vehicle. So I want to let her tell her story about this because she went for quite a while confused and wanted to get more facts. And it was hard to get more facts, of course, because there's not a lot of people in the world that this happens to. But she finally was able to come to terms with it. But it doesn't just stop there because paranormal activity runs in her family. She's had, she has psychics in her family. And uh, usually that, that runs in family bloodlines. And so this is what is going on with her family, you know, this this the stuff so so she gets all kinds of stuff happening to her all the time so i'm going to give her a call this is a phone interview let me get back to my other page here da, da, da. okay i'm over here okay so let me give her a call and we'll get this thing started okay here we go dialing for dollars as always that's what i do Hi, Missy. Hi, Charlotte. I was just texting you off of, I was, I was like, oh, goodness, was I supposed to call? I got a little concerned. <laughs> well, thank you. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me about okay. you. Oh, okay. Are, are we already recording? Or We're here. Yeah, we are live. We're here. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so, um, really just, uh, regular southern girl i was born and raised in mississippi i um started nursing school had an episode with a gangrenous leg and decided that wasn't for me mm -hmm. and so then i went into marketing and it was around the time i had my son well shortly after i had my son i was that's when i had and the encounter with that creature in the road and so when it was, you know, time to go back to work, I, I kind of couldn't let that go. And so I, it went from being in marketing to I can't quit obsessively researching this weird cryptid thing that's going on in the world that I just had no idea about before this happened. So ever since then, I've just been researching and writing and making YouTube videos. So tell me about your encounter with the creature. Okay. So I was... I can't remember the exact year, and I know that sounds crazy. And I think sometimes when people have encounters like this, it's tempting to just make one up because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, they're going to think I'm lying if I don't remember. But I just flat don't remember. It was 2018 or 2019, but it was summer because once I smelled the honeysuckles, it, it kind of triggered, like, the time of year memory. But, okay, so I was – okay, she lives in Alabama, and I live in Mississippi, so there's – a state line obviously between our homes mm -hmm. and I, I was on a two-lane road it was maybe around nine or ten at night and I come around a curve and there is something ahead in the road and so I started to slow down and at the time I didn't think much of it but as I'm getting closer to it I'm realizing that this is not any kind of animal I have ever seen before and it's definitely not a deer and then by the time I got right on it I was at a complete stop 
and I don't have any idea how long I sat there staring at it, but it stared back and it was like this pale humanoid. It was on its hands and knees. Um, it, its mouth was massive. It was so big and it was gaping open. And the only thing I, I can think to relate it to would be like a gray alien, but it, it was not that. Mm-hmm. The, the eyes weren't almond. They were round and just they were massive as well. And at some point it got up on its back legs and it took it like took off running really fast, like unearthly fast to the left of me. And it let out this really crazy sound. I've said it sounds like a combination between a mountain lion and a woman that might be being murdered. And I drove up the roadways and pulled over, I guess, to try to collect myself. Um, and then drove on home and, you know, went through a period of like, honestly, like real fear that I was losing my mind mm-hmm. because I, you know, when something like that happens, you think you know the world. And then all of a sudden here's this thing right in your face to tell you that you know nothing. And I waited for, I guess, some time. And then I started doing research on it. So did, did you ever see it again? Or did anybody in your area report about this thing? Okay. Yes. Um, so oh, my, my dogs are barking. I'm so sorry if they get loud. That's okay. That's okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, So this, this summer, actually, I was, I've been writing a book about the experience and then an investigation I did on a trail cam image that someone uploaded to a forum and it looks like the exact creature I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, So my yard guy, um, I had to find a new one because, you know, the one I had before, he wasn't working out. And so... (laughs) We were having the conversation. What do you do? Oh, I, you know, I work from home. All right. What do you write about? And then it gets awkward and you have to say, oh, this weird creature nobody really knows much about. And he says, oh, my gosh. When I was, he said, I was going down um, Highway 17 and it's the same highway I was mm-hmm. on when I saw it. And he said, me and my girlfriend saw something just like that. It, and he described it exactly. So, yeah, um, the guy that cuts my grass has seen it. And then my mom and I actually... When I was driving her home one night, I don't know if it was the exact one that I saw because the one that I saw was smaller. Mm-hmm. And if they, I mean, I would guess they grow as they get older. So it could have been the same one, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. But my mom and I saw a larger one um, kind of running up, up a hill, like galloping up a hillside on all mm-hmm. four, all weird looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the other people that I actually know have seen it. And um, I haven't seen like any other reports in my area, Um, but I I personally know two other people that have seen it. One of them was with me, that was my mom, and then the guy that cuts my grass. So what do you think this thing might be? You know, at first I thought, is it some sort of devolved human or is is it like a primate we're unaware of? Mm-hmm. because there's big there's bigfoot um but i've spoken to someone and there's there's so much conflicting information out there like you'll you, if you don't anchor yourself you will really lose your mind but um i think that then and this is going to sound wild i think that they may be um dimensional okay. does that sound insane 
the reason I think that, um, I've spoken to this guy and I find him to be extremely credible. We've had hours and hours of conversations that I've logged and recorded and I have yet to find an inconsistency in anything he says. And he's, he's encountered these and he says that he was a private contractor for a company and his, he was tasked with his unit recovering rare earth elements and rare earth is like, he says, we're more dependent on that than we are, than we are on oil. It's, um, we, we need it for our cell phones. Um, it runs MRI machines, all kinds of things like that. And he says, where you have deposits of rare earth, there is a higher instance of what he called um, rifts and shimmers. And he's describing two different types of portals when he says those two words. A, um, a shimmer is, he says, a place-to-place -place manifestation. So if you were to walk through a shimmer, you would end up somewhere else on earth. Mm -hmm. But a rift is dimensional. And he said that that's what these things come through. And to remain persistent, to, to, to be able to stay in our reality, they have to consume carbon or, or some some base element that's native to our dimension. And that sounds a lot like when you get into some of the uh, Native American lore and they discuss like the mm -hmm. Wendigo and, you know, how it'll consume someone and take on their image and likeness. Mm -hmm. that it, it, it just sent chills down my spine because it kind of tied together so much of what I was finding out here and there. So I think that they're physical and I think that they're dimensional. Well, yeah. that, that makes sense, though, because, I mean, there's the story of, you know, like people seeing like that, that, that blue light and then the Sasquatch will appear. Right. Yeah. Um, the UFO and the, the Sasquatch phenomenon. Yeah. Um, he's, okay. So he's never, he said he's never seen um, like a Sasquatch. He's mm -hmm. only seen uh, dogmen and these, he called them protoforms. Um, he has an entire list. It's like this Hollywood out. Um, like Greek alphabet system that like categorizes all these different types of entities. Um, and he called it a protoform. And he said he'd never seen a chromatoform, which would be a Bigfoot, but he has seen a caniform, which would be like a dog man. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think um, they come from somewhere that we don't um, always have access to and maybe sometimes accidentally fall into. Mm -hmm. So yeah. obviously when you saw this thing, because you sound like someone that likes to do research into stuff. So obviously when you saw this thing, you started to Google and, 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 and try and figure out what was going on. How long did it take you before you kind of knew or, or realized that, that other people had seen this thing? Um, okay. So, I, you know, I didn't know that I was good at research or that I even enjoyed it. And, and this, I know that's going to sound crazy, but this happening kind of like made me realize I was, you know, I had a, a knack for that sort of thing. But initially, Charlotte, I wouldn't search anything because I was like, if I don't find anything, that means I'm crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and that was, I was really scared about that. And I did find, I mean, I think it was my first hit pulled up this subreddit called um, Crawler Sightings. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started reading a bunch of stories by people. And I could tell when I would read my story and they had seen what I'd seen. And I can't really put my finger on what it is about reading something like that when you've experienced it. But it's a body response. It's visceral. And mm -hmm. I, could, I could tell that, you know, when somebody had seen it and it was an experience like mine. And that I found out 
really quick after that first search that had, you know, it wasn't just like me losing my mind or hallucinating. What I, what we were dealing with was like a real phenomenon that people were experiencing. And to have no conceptual bias or anything in, in your mind to compare this thing to and to have so many people describe it so consistently who don't know one another, you know, um, I, I think that just is what made me the most interested in it because across all the cryptids, like, that dog man and Bigfoot. I mean, these things have such a consistent description. So I thought that was, I mean, I find it so interesting. That is interesting. And let's clarify for people too. Do you live in a rural area or is it po is heavy populated or what? Uh, it's rural. Um, so it's, it's the South. I live in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not very heavily populated. The area that I was in, when I saw the creature, it may have been like there'd be a house and maybe two or three miles in another house. Mm -hmm. So really rural. So there's room out there for there even to be multiple creatures like this. Right. Correct. Yep. See, I was thinking that when you talked about seeing the smaller one, you know, when you were with your mother, that maybe. Oh, well, that was when I saw the bigger one. The okay, smaller, the smaller one. one was. Yeah, the smaller one was in front of my. Okay. Uh, was the first time I saw one. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I was thinking. You know, there could be a family of them out there. I mean, it's just kind of like with that's... Sasquatch, people that have witnessed, you know, families of Sasquatch too. So I mean, these things, I don't know. You know, it's 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 a mystery with these things. That's the truth. It is. It's like the the deeper you dive, like the the more questions you come out with. You know, and at the end of the day, it's like. You know, is the, is the answer just going to be that there's no answer? And can you sit with that and be with that and be okay with it? <laughs> do you think, and I know this is just speculation, because if they are coming through dimensions and stuff, do you think that that that, that, that they're appearing to be seen? Or, or, or do you think it's a question of it was an accident? It's, it's hard to say. Um, I, I feel like... The way things have unfolded since I saw the one I did, I don't, I mean, it's also weird and synchronistic and for such a weird topic and it almost seems faded, really. Mm -hmm. Just the people I've met and the information I found and how it's, some of it's just kind of fallen in my lap. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, well, you know, when someone is trying to, they're going over in their mind and asking me for advice and they say, Missy, why did this happen? And I say all the time, we know things are supposed to happen because they do. Like right. if it happened, it was supposed to. Right. So I, it, it doesn't seem like they try to hide really. Um, I mean, for the most part, of course they do because nobody, I mean, it's not like anybody says, yes, these things, science doesn't acknowledge these things basically. Right. But um, I think it could be both, you know, but I don't, I don't know if it's like got some sort of higher order intelligence mm -hmm. and this is like happening on purpose, but it seems people say it's happening more and more. People are seeing these things more often and you hear theories about the end times and that's why. And, but I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, sure. and I don't think they hurt humans. I've never seen any report of one attacking a human. Sure. Um, but I would never, I mean, <laughs> as long as I live when I have to be near one. <laughs> I think a lot of it too, is that because of the paranormal shows and radio shows like this, there's so many, there's so many out there that people are more accepting that these things might exist. So they're on the lookout for them. 
it, you know, that's true. Like it, to, to hear somebody go through something like this and tell that encounter, it, it could definitely increase somebody's situational awareness for sure. Um, I, I love that there seems to, even since I've been looking into it, there seems to be this shift from, um, I mean, I went through a lot of ridicule when I came out, but basically that was just because of the research I did on that trail cam photo and people mm -hmm. were very angry and didn't want to listen to the idea that maybe it hadn't been debunked. But, mm -hmm. um, but there seems to be a shift like people are becoming more open to a crazy story like this because they're hard to tell. Um, and that's why a lot of people don't come forward because it's like when they do, they, people tell you you're crazy and they don't believe you. I had a guy tell me that recently. He's like, I, that's the most hard to believe story of the rape I've ever heard. Because some people call it the rape. Sure. And I was like, you know, if you think that I'm doing any of this to be believed, we've had a huge misunderstanding. Like, that's not why I'm talking about this. It's one, because it was crazy and I can't stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. And two, other people have been through this and it's not easy to go through. I ha Like, I definitely have PTSD from it. I will not go outside at night <laughs> unless I absolutely have to. But, um, yeah, I, I like the shift to the more accepting, you know, I think we should always use discernment. And when it's possible to use a scientific method to research something, we should do that. But um, there, I, I think with the paranormal, Charlotte, we, we just don't have the tools to measure what we don't even know we're supposed to be measuring. Not quite yet, but right. I think we're, we're getting there. Right. Now, when you saw this, did, did it pause in front of your vehicle, or did, was it just passing across, or what? It it seems like in my mind, it's like it was there. So it was it wasn't crossing because I saw it from a distance, and it stayed in that spot because I kept my eyes on it because like I didn't want to hit it. Mm -hmm. um, but it it was frozen when we. It was like we were having a stare down, and I I thought like it was just as frightened as I was, the, the look on its face, the big, um, the big, big eyed and the mouth gaping open, that's, that's common. That's reported. Um, and a lot of, a lot of sightings, but it, it seemed like it was frozen just, just as scared as I was. Now this isn't isolated to just your area though. Is, is, are there other people? Cause, uh, Cause you've been on the internet, you know, looking into this, are there other people around the U S that have seen similar creatures like that? Uh, yes, yes, very, very much so. Um, a lot in um, America and Canada, mm -hmm. and then even Poland, Australia. It's not, it's not just isolated to the, you know, to the Americas. It's all, all over, really. Um, I started, and I had to start over because I wasn't sure that the information was accurate. But from the sightings I've been able to collect, where there was geographical information given, I started this map. And I was plotting, you know, plotting the points, seeing if, you know, it lined up with anything possibly. At first, when I started doing it, I wasn't really sure why. I just wanted to, doc, you know, kind of try to document or get some something together to have any kind of information we could look at and say, oh, okay, yeah, this has been spotted here before. Um, and initially, I thought that there was a correlation between the cave systems and like karst systems because the area I was in, it was right above a karst system. And mm -hmm. I did not know what that was, but it is, apparently it's a sinkhole area that would drop into a cave. If like, if we wanted to enter a cave, that would be a place um, geologically that someone could go and 
kind of create an entrance or a creature mm-hmm. could know about and shimmy in. But since since I've um, been in it a little bit longer, I, I think there is a stronger correlation between abandoned mines and sightings. I was just thinking when you were talking about that, about minerals and, you know, where a lot of these, a lot of these UFO sightings also are, it seems like the aliens are, are, are looking for, or they're mining for stuff to get those minerals. So maybe that, like you say, that's part of it when you talk about mines and stuff. Yeah. And like the rare earth elements, so like these, these mineral deposits tend to cluster. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, the, I'm sure you've heard of Missing 411. Yes. It's almost impossible to talk about this kind of stuff without bringing that up. Uh, there's clusters and, you know, the mineral deposits line up with that, line up with the caves. It's all, it seems to be all connected, but it's, you know, there's no hard data on that. It's, mm-hmm. it's speculation. But, I mean, how many times does something come up before you're like, okay, there's something to this? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you decided to write a book, and how long did it take you to put the research together for that? A couple of years. I didn't know initially that I was going to write a book. I thought I'm just going to, because I was researching mainly this trail cam image, because I, I'm, I'm, do you know the trail cam image I'm talking about? I have no idea. So, can, can you describe it for me? Sure, yeah. It's all, it's all over the internet. It's this um, creature and it's a really good image of it. Um, it's almost shocking how good it is. But it it's a wild game innovations trail camera. And I wish I had sent this to you. I should have sent it to you. Um, and this creature is just kind of like, it looks like it shocked it. And its mouth is gaping open. And it's got these big eyes that are reflecting the lights of the trail cam flash. Um, and it's horrifying. But it looks exactly like what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anyone Googles the rate trail cam, it, it pops right up. I think it's it's been shared online, like shared and reshared over like 400,000 times or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm positive it's the most popular um, is, um, images. Is that, the one on your, is that the one on your book cover? Yes. I, okay, yeah, cool. He, yeah, that, I, well, it's not, that's not the entire image, but it's that was taken from that trail camera, yeah. Yeah, I'm showing your book yeah. cover right now, so it's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, so everybody, everybody would say that was something that I was finding in all these encounters that I was reading. People would say something like, "What I saw looked just like that trail cam image, even though that's been debunked." And so I got curious and wondered, "Well, what trail cam image?" And when I looked it up, oh, it was a pretty emotional moment because when that first, like this image, and then I linked to a news broadcast is on the screen, and I'm looking at it. Oh, it, it was horrifying. I, I think I burst into tears. Like, I was relieved in a way because I was like, there's, you know, here's picture proof that these things are real. But then also, like, oh, my gosh, these things are real. <laughs> um, but I didn't understand why people were saying it had been debunked. I thought, how can someone, this is a really crazy, obscure-looking creature. Like, how could someone so accurately recreate this thing that all of these people are saying that we've seen and it's just be a fake. And so that led me to uh, the news broadcast where someone had sent it into the news and they reported on it. And then all these bloggers and these internet sleuths, you know, they come in and they're doing this um, analysis of it and saying all these reasons it's been deep. It's not real and it shouldn't be considered an, an authentic photo 
And so I went through all of those, those points. And I think, I feel like I successfully countered all of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, even as a paranormal investigator, you go, you know, I go through that all the time where, you know, we'll, we'll put a photo out there and then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll from the woodwork come to debunkers, you know, and it, it's hard. It's it's hard with something like that because if you're not on scene or you don't know the person that took the photo, you tend to like go in, into that de debunk mode. Does that make sense? Well, well, yeah. And I, you know, I like I put out the, all of the information I gained through the investigation in a YouTube mm -hmm. video, and I said like it, it, we should always be skeptical. Right. You know, I'm not saying don't be skeptical. I'm just saying these points that were made can all be countered. There's an, there's an alternative explanation. And I think, you know, before we just completely discredit something and say, Oh, it's just fake. Especially when you have so many people say that looks just like the thing I saw. Mm -hmm. There's some, you know, you give, it, it, it holds a little bit more weight then. Absolutely. You know, people need to go into this stuff with an open mind. That's, that's the bottom line on it. You know, just, to, don't go in to shoot stuff down right away. But there's people that do that. You know, there's people that no matter what you do, they're, they're going to shoot it down. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I learned that early on. <laughs> um, but I just decided, you know, my, it, this book, any information I'm putting out, it, if, you know, anybody has that much of a problem with it, it's just not for them. And that's okay. But, um, yeah. Now, you have been experiencing other paranormal phenomena too, right? Well, when I was a kid, I, I, I experienced a good bit of, I, I would say, full-bodied apparitions often, and I had this experience with an orb, but I had never, I, I was not at all familiar with cryptids, and I, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't know that was even a category within the paranormal. Mm -hmm. So, um, ghosts, you know, but, I mean, the norm, like, that's what people usually think of, I think, when they think of the word paranormal, mm -hmm. but um, I had never had any kind of dealings or I wasn't even familiar with any information on cryptids or anything like that. Now, did you have any psychic abilities or anything like that? Um, I, I think, I mean, I think so. I've never, ha I've never had it tested, but, um, I like, I, I mean, I, I think, what do they call them? The Claire's, mm -hmm. um, like Claire sentience, Claire voyance, Claire audience. Uh, I think my like my strongest ability would be like clear cognizance because mm -hmm. it's sometimes just like out of nowhere I'll have information pop into my head and it's random and it's not like it doesn't work like if I want to know something I can ask and I know the answer it's just mm -hmm. like a random kind of download and when I've been able to you know try and find out if it was actually accurate information it always turns out that it is mm -hmm. and so i was trying to do this thing where i was testing like okay how do i know when it's like a download and when it's just something else and what i've come up with is if there's a story around it it's probably just mental if there's a lot of emotion tied to it it's probably you know not accurate any when it when it comes in it's clear it's and it, there's no story to it. There's no emotion with it. It's just information. Mm -hmm. So that's you, that's how I discern whether or not, you know, it's, it's me being emotional or it's actually accurate information. And it usually has to do with people's, like something someone is going through. Um, and it, it's, but it is completely random. I can't choose it. Right, right, right. And I read on your uh, bio that, that, that uh, psychic abilities were uh, running your family, right? 
well, yeah, my grandmother, my great grandmother, really, she was uh, the, everyone in the town she lived in said she was a gifted clairvoyant. And I, I only knew her for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I mean, I, my mom, you know, that's what I was told when I was a kid. Like, um, my mom, Lily, is psychic. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because that that will run in families. So who knows? Yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah, I've, re I've read that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I think, honestly, like everyone has an ability. It's not something special. It's just maybe some people are born with a more, like more of a tendency to pay attention to certain things. Mm -hmm. Maybe personality traits that, you know, select for these. I, I call it like What's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, I can't think of it. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Anyway, um, it's like parallel. You know, like when you're looking out of the corner of your eye, right? Like that kind of peripheral. peripheral yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I pay a lot of attention to things like that, um, and I'm like I'm really sensitive to like noise and light, and I think also having a sensitive nervous system can make you a little bit more attuned to certain things mm -hmm. but I, I definitely don't think people are making it up because i spent a large part of my life trying to deny this part of myself mm -hmm. and i decided that anyone like that was just crazy and i had to put it on them you know because i wanted to fit in mm -hmm. and i found out i i didn't fit in even if i did deny mm -hmm. that part of myself so why not just integrate it all absolutely so when you first um because you, you because you talked about people that try to debunk what, you know, or, or to discourage you from talk, you know, from, from what you had seen, how bad was it at first? <sighs> um, it was really bad that people, it, it surprised me that they got so, uh, that, I mean, they would attack me personally and they didn't even know me. Mm -hmm. And I, I've said this before. I had this friend who majored in philosophy and he taught me about, like thought experiments, logical fallacies, cognitive bias, all that stuff. And so I would, I just stayed strong and I would, so I started on Reddit. This is where <laughs> Reddit can be accessible oh, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, but people were just, I mean, they're like, you know, one guy said, you're so stupid. I don't even know where to start. And I was just like, at the start at the beginning, I was, <laughs> I was being just really logical with him. You just start at the beginning. I wasn't even trying to be funny, but that, that one comment um, helped me out a lot because I get people thought it was hilarious. I, mm -hmm. I really meant that. Like, you're having trouble. It's just, you know, start at the top. Um, but I just stayed firm. And, I, you know, I would if somebody was attacking me instead of my argument, I would point that out. And I just stuck to the facts that I found out. And people eventually, I mean, now on Reddit, when someone posts that photo, mm -hmm. someone will post my video. Someone I don't even know will post a link to my video underneath the photo. It's it's amazing how it's kind of unfolded. But at first they were really horrible. I just didn't care. Right. I didn't, you know. <laughs> right. So did you take the stuff personally though, or did you just let it kind of roll off? Oh, definitely let it roll off. I, because I always, I've known for a long time when somebody attacks you and they don't even know you, mm -hmm. it has it says so much more about them, and I. And I'll tell people, like, you don't, you do realize, like, you're putting yourself on blast here. Like, these are all of the issues you have with yourself. And it's true. It's, you can't possibly have that much against someone you haven't even met. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I never took it personally. 
You must be okay with it, though, because, I mean, you put yourself out on TikTok, too, and that's suicide. Yeah, I don't do a lot of TikTok because I just think it's a terrible, a terrible platform and app. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I realized that, yeah, it's suicide. But, I, yeah, it doesn't bother me a bit, you know. Um, I know that we're we're kind of programmed to pay more attention to the negativity, and mm -hmm. that's just a lot from, like, you know, our ancient past when we had to stay safe and we had to look for things that were going to kill us. But um, I, I, I waited until I was really good with that before I even started talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I like, I'm really interested in human behavior and why people do what they do. So I've, you know, not taken college courses on any kind of psychology, but I feel like I've got a pretty firm grip on, you know, the basics. So. Sure. Sure. Now getting back to your book, what what types of reviews did you get on your book? What on what you had it written? Um, well, okay, so it's a, it's on pre order right now because okay. it's being formatting. I was originally with a publisher, and that's the only reason I I even wrote a book because mm -hmm. a publisher had seen the video I had done and said, "Do you want to write a book?" And so I was like, "I guess so, yeah, that's great." But we had um just a couple of little creative differences, nothing horrible, but we just hugged and went separate ways. Mm -hmm. And so then I was cast with self-publishing and that's been quite the adventure so it's the book is finally being formatted mm -hmm. and so we did a pre we did a pre-order thing and then um the official date that it'll be available like to read is set for january 17th but mm -hmm. i'm thinking it's going to be a little bit sooner than that mm -hmm. i hope let me ask you this about the publisher uh don't mention names because as, as a newspaper reporter and working with editors you know, there's always a time when the editor looks at you and says, this is boring stuff. Can you, can you pump it up and juice it up a bit? Is that what happened? No, we didn't. Okay. Uh, we didn't get to that point. Um, I never, I, they never got the manuscript. Um, so, no, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite like that. It was just a couple of little, you know, people, people can be so different sometimes. And mm -hmm. um, the publishers, they're great. Oh my goodness. I love them and wish them all the best. It just, you know, we weren't quite the right fit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the title of your book is Rakes, Fakes, and Dual Takes. What does that mean? And Double Takes. Um, and it Rakes, Fakes, and Double Takes. Yeah. Um, so Rakes, is a lot of people call this creature. They're familiar with this creature when you call it by that name, the rake. Um, fakes has to do with um, the fake photos and all the stuff that mm -hmm. will, you know, surface online. And Double Takes is, you know, realizing... <laughs> Um, you've seen something crazy and hold on just a second. I may have been wrong about this. I need to look into it a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Now, when you were talking about your PTSD after this, I can understand that. I remember the first time I saw a full body apparition in my own house in this particular oh. area of my house, my mother would laugh because I it was fortunate because we, we had another entry that it was like an entry to my living room. And there was another in, another entry on the other side of my living room. My mother would laugh because I wouldn't go in that particular way. Oh, you know, because, I would love to hear your encounter. Because that was free. <laughs> because it freaked me out. I was only like probably about thirteen when I saw wow. my first full body. Out. I mean, full like like I used to see him all the time in my bedroom and stuff. But I mean, like out in the main house, you know. And she yeah. she would also laugh because she would say, "Well, come through here," and I would run because I'm like, "No, it's not going to get me. No, no, no," you know. So when you talk about your PTSD with with, with this pre with, this, with with seeing this thing, how how do you handle that? I mean, if if you have to drive down that particular stretch of highway, 
Oh, um, so I avoided it for as long as possible. And but then the time came eventually. And I, you know, my the first time I saw it, my windows were down. It was summer. And actually, they were down because the air conditioner in my car. <laughs> the windows were down. My, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. They, they were broke. Well, my air conditioner was had broken, like, I think a week before. And so they were down. Um, I spoke with Richard Serrett recently, and he says, well, did you roll them up? That's the first thing I would have done. And I was like, well, you think that, Richard, but you don't know for sure, because I would have thought that too before this happened. But no, I didn't, I didn't even think to roll my windows up at all. That didn't even cross my mind. Um, it's crazy what when you go into that state, it's like, like I don't know, everything slows down. Right. And you're, you know, you're hyper aware of everything, everything going on with the creature or whatever paranormal thing is happening in front of you and so you don't think to grab a camera or you know I, right. I couldn't even remember how to use my phone when I when I got to the side of the road after it happened but I you know I didn't roll my windows down I, I completely forgot what you asked me and totally went off to, I'm oh sorry. that's okay no I'm saying you know after all this happened did you like oh, how, just, do you deal with the how do you deal with the PTSD okay. um I, I mean my my typical way is just avoiding as much as I can but you know you just have to I mean the only way out is through right uh -huh. so um I don't feel, I don't feel like it's lessened because I, I eventually did go ahead and drive that road again um but you just you get by the best you can um I've looked into things like um eye movement rapid desensitization therapy and stuff like that and I haven't you know, gone to do anything like that because it's not like it's it's not like it's interrupted my day to day functioning to a degree that I like mm -hmm. am just a chaotic mess and need help. I mean, a little bit, but not you know, not like not like I'm not doing well in life or anything. I can get my basic task done, take care of myself and my son and all that. So, um, but I, I mean, I, like I had nightmares for a little while, and luckily they subsided. Um, and that is interesting because a lot of people say if they haven't seen it, they have had some sort of nightmare about this creature. And that I haven't even really looked too much into that yet because it, I will eventually, but it just freaks me out. I have, I mean, I have chills right now thinking about it. Wow. Like why, why that would even happen. But I imagine it has something to do with like dimensional astral stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, when you pulled over, how, how far down the road had, had you driven before you pulled over? Okay, so based on where I was when I saw it and then how long it took me to get home after I had pulled over, I would say I drove about 10 miles and then pulled over. And this is super scary, but I have absolutely no memory of it. No memory of driving off or the drive to when I was pulled over on the side of the road. Well, that makes a little sense, though. I mean, because you see something so scary and then, and then, and then that, 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 that fight or flight thing kicks in, you know, and right, you're just trying yeah. to get away from it. And I agree with you. I mean, there's people that that would, that would have pulled over right away to go check it out. I'm like you are. I would have been like, nope, I'm getting like a distance down the road before I pull over. I don't want this thing poking its head through my window. Yeah, I mean, I'd wet my pants. And I, you know, that's not <laughs> something I would have ever, I would have never thought before. That, but I've had a friend recently. He's like, um, Missy, you know, number one, it could have been worse. And number two, <laughs> he just stops. I was like, I get it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get it. No, absolutely. Um, I understand that completely, you know? Yeah. Now, when you tell you told me earlier about not liking go, going out at night now. Right, yeah. I um, I live in a 
well, okay, so I live in a neighborhood. My neighbors are not too far away. I mean, maybe like a football field between each house. Um, there's not like just a whole lot of street lights though. Mm-hmm. And so when I've got, if I leave something in my Jeep at night and I have to go get it, I, like I, if anyone's here with me, I will beg them for <laughs> ages before I go myself. And a lot of times it's gotten to the point where it's like, Missy, just go get what you need. Stop this. This is crazy. But I'll, I'll get my keys and get my door unlocked and I sprint to the Jeep and I sprint back to the front door. It's, it's ridiculous, but I can't help it. I can't, I mean, it's like, if you see something under your bed and then you don't want to put your feet down, right? <laughs> right. I, I can't. Oh, it gives me the, I just keep thinking like something's got, something's out there and it's going to grab me. No, that's completely understandable. I, I, I can see that. And then uh, how, how long did the nightmares last or do you still have them? Um, so I tell you, actually last night I had a really horrifying sleep paralysis incident. And when I got up, I was like, I will never go to sleep again. I told one of my friends, I was like, I'm not ever sleeping again, ever, period. If I have to, I'll just pursue math full time. <laughs> like, <laughs> and obviously I'm joking. But, um, I like the sleep paralysis, there's been a couple of, um, episodes that were like, I didn't have that entity in the room or, or anything, mm-hmm. but I had an awareness of it in my consciousness. And that, like, um, that was kind of part of the one that happened last night, mm-hmm. but the nightmares were a little bit different and they lasted for, I guess a month maybe. And it wasn't every night, but it was, it, they were pretty persistent every mm-hmm. few days. And it was, it would just be the same. It would be like a, a repetition of what happened. Like that, it was like, I was there all over again. Um, and you know, I was pulling up and it was singing the raid. Every time in the dream, I'm ha- like hoping it's something different, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just wondering if, in some way, and I don't want to scare you even more because you know, yeah, you're fine. You're um, fine. If if because I've read reports of people that have been abducted by aliens that they revisit, you know, where, where they'll come back, and it's just like similar stuff that you're experiencing, like the night paralysis and the nightmares. Yeah, you know, you're not the first person who suggested that. Um, I've thought about, like, going and doing a hypnosis session and have, mm-hmm. like, recording it. Because I'm all about, like, let's see what's going on. Let's, you know, let's investigate. And I don't mind putting myself on blast. Just, you know, maybe try to get to the bottom of something. And I'm probably most definitely going to do that. Because, um, I, like, I, I think it's pretty, I mean, the literature is pretty solid as far as, like, hypnosis and recovery right. and memories. So that would, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Absolutely. So as you were writing the book, I mean, were the memories getting worse for you as you were writing the book? Because I know people that, you know, have had experiences and stuff and, and, and will really get paranoid when they're writing, the, you know, re- recounting everything and writing it. Yeah, I think, you know, the encounter part was such a small piece of it. But my one of my coping mechanisms is like, diving really deep into something and trying mm-hmm. to know, know everything I possibly can about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because if I can control that part, the known, then the unknown is not so big and scary. Uh, and I, I honestly just realized this about myself. It should have been obvious, but I realized this a couple of days ago, that when something is bothering me or I'm upset, I'll just dive deep into research, which ironically is also one of the most sophisticated forms of procrastination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but no, I, it's, I've, I've told, retold the story so many times. It doesn't, I mean, like just the going outside thing and I, it doesn't bother me to t- tell the story or talk about it or remember it. It just, 
the possibility that maybe there's one in my yard right now waiting for me to walk out. Right. (laughs) It's unrealistic and irrational, but, you know, there it is. Oh, absolutely. And to give people some uh, measure, how long ago did this event happen? It was either 2018 or 2019 that it happened. Okay. Yeah, and I probably waited uh, about maybe, oh, it's all satellite blurred together, but maybe three to six months at at longest, like a year before I would look into it. But I couldn't quit talking. Like, I couldn't quit talking about it. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. And the My husband, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna, my husband at the time, he, like, he, he heard, he listened to that story and listened to me go over what, what might have happened so much. I, like, I don't know how he put up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, maybe what <laughs> and I say that, and it's funny, I mean, I know that's not it, but, um, yeah, I couldn't quit talking about it for that period. Well, I wasn't looking into it, but I'll. I couldn't shut up about it. So that's why I eventually just went ahead and got online and started searching for some answers. I think I would have been the same way. And to think it happened twice. That's what gets me with the thing that, that, you know, not only did it happen the first time, but then you saw it the second time. The second time was, does it, uh, that, that part didn't bother me at all. It mm-hmm. wasn't near me. It was like off to the, and then in the distance, like running up the hill. I mean, you could clearly see it, mm-hmm. but it had other business it was tending to. Obviously, it wasn't like in, near the road. My mom, though, I'm like, she was sitting next to me, and I'm like, Mom, look. And her face, like her jaw dropped. Um, and I, you know, she believed me. I don't think my, my stepdad didn't believe a part of what I was saying for a while. He does now, I think. But um, I think to see it for herself, she was just, you know, she, she didn't say a word the whole rest of the way to her house. <laughs> now, my other question is because you brought up missing nine one one, or missing four one one. I forget what it is. Right. Have there been any uh, people gone missing in your area? Uh not that I'm aware of. Um, there was one guy that they found. You know, they found out what happened to him. That was a uh, mm-hmm. human involvement. Um, but. I don't think so. And like I said, I don't know of any reports of these things attacking humans. Right. Um, I read a story once where this guy said he fell into a sinkhole and was surrounded by these creatures and then later found out it was fiction and wanted to murder the person who wrote it (laughs) just for a minute. But um, no, I don't, I I don't, I don't know that they actively seek out humans to hurt them. Maybe Mm -hmm. like, if a human was a, trying to attack, but it seems like they stick to small game and people's pets. Okay. Okay. So in the stories that you've had, and obviously you've done, you've done a lot of research on this thing. What were the striking similarities to yours that, 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 that you found that really stand out? Um, okay. Yeah. So like um, the mouth gaping open, the, the paleness of the skin and the translate kind of translucent nature people will describe it in a various form of like it's it's skin looks like it's too small for its bones like the bones look way too big and the skin looks like mm-hmm. it's plastic stretched over bone um but there were other reports that i read where people weren't necessarily in a vehicle and some of the last i call them profile points things that stuck out um that they, they will tap on windows 
I've read a lot of reports where someone would hear window tapping and then see one of these things. Um, the scream that the scream that I heard, people mm -hmm. report that the sound is pretty consistent when they're trying to describe it. Um, another thing, and this is freaky, if someone notices one in the distance and the creature hasn't necessarily noticed that person, like suddenly it turns and looks straight at them, that unnerves me. But that it, people mention that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And cemeteries come up um, often enough to take note of. It's not every single encounter, but um, yeah. Wow. Those are some of the things I found like in the stories that kept, you know, it came up enough that I, I was like, okay, something, something's up here. So, um, have you, uh, you know, you, you talk to, you know, certain people that in your area that, that have seen this thing, what's the reaction? To, I mean, now, now that you've been you know, looking into it more, what reaction are, are you getting when, when you're more public with it? Um, okay. So I, um, during the daytime had gone back like to the area and I was at, approximately where I thought I was. It's probably like a one-fourth of a mile stretch where I'm not exactly sure of the mm -hmm. exact spot, but pretty pretty sure or pretty close. Yes, I'm, so, I'm sorry. My child just interrupted me. No, um, it's okay. Uh, so I, there was, there's a little neighborhood off to the side and uh, like just one road and maybe six seven houses and so I was I was like I'm gonna go knock on these doors I'm, you know I got real brave that day and I'm gonna ask these people if they have seen anything like this and um a lot of them were just like really rude like you know looked at me like I was crazy and one one, one woman was like honey bless your heart I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so I was like um all right this is a dead end um but as far as like in my community, how people have reacted to me, I kind of like stick to myself anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not quite sure. But when I when I first decided I was going to talk about it, I did have some friends, and they were like, "This is social suicide. You will ruin your reputation if you come out with this. This is not something that you need to discuss." And I was like, you know, I don't really care much about reputation anyway. <laughs> Whatever, like. <laughs> Um, I've no, I think probably I was real conscientious about what other people thought of me in high school and maybe into my early 20s. But once I got like mid to late 20s, I was like, eh, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I, and I think that's just natural. It happens with everyone. I just don't care. Don't have don't have anything to give towards that. Absolutely. So how long did it take you to write the book? Oh, let's see. I started in april i finished the first draft by the summer um june ish and then so after the first draft you go through like you know some rewrites and some mm -hmm. um organizing the information if something is in a chapter that may be better somewhere else you put it you know kind of get the flow of it going and that took another few months and then the formatting part of it is the most tedious and boring thing ever so um that's been another couple of months so i guess from april to now um i could count the months on my finger but you know i'm not i'm not a math person about <laughs> so, nine months yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's a lot of work it's a lot of work so what do you hope that people get out get, get out of the book 
Um, really just, you know, before you just completely discount something, give it a chance mm -hmm. and, you know, remain skeptical, but it's not necessary to completely just trash a person who's trying mm -hmm. to, to talk about this because it's not easy to talk about. And also, like, if something like that, if you're saying something like that and it, it is getting to you and you don't want to say anything because you're worried about your reputation. I get people have jobs and they want to, you know, they could very well lose their job over stuff like this. That was, I was lucky because that wasn't my situation. But um, if you can speak up, it, it helps so much with like your mental health. And as far as like finding other people who have seen it too, mm -hmm. like you find your own little group of weirdos. And there's nothing better in the world, honestly. Absolutely. So what's next for you? Um, so I, like, I've always been pretty decent at writing. So I've, um, got another book. It, it's called, um, so you have a paranormal encounter. Why most people won't believe you and why you shouldn't give a, shh, you know, I'm yeah. not gonna say bad one. I've just got an asterisk on the title, but the word, you know, the word, right. um, and I'm, I, that one came out of me fast. Um, I mean, it still needs to be edited and all. And then, so when I got that done, I put it to the side and I was like, I'm going to start writing about all the things that happened to me when I was a kid, like all the apparitions and things like that. Um, you know, I want to ask you something. Sure. I find this interesting. A lot of people think that an apparition is transparent, like you can see through it. And mm -hmm. for, that's not my experience. They're gray, like a grayish color. And mm -hmm. Most of the time in clothes that are a bit um, out of date, you yeah, know, right. by a century or two, but I've never seen straight through one. Sometimes they're, you know, so, sometimes they can be transparent and sometimes they can be a, a full body, not like, you know, like, like you're looking at me. Right. Yeah, depends, that, yeah. That's, that was always my experience. Yeah. Like I, I'd never known anyone else who seen one. And mm -hmm. so I was just curious what your opinion was on yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. But that, I guess what's next is just keep writing books. Um, I don't know if I'll stay in the paranormal stuff forever, mm -hmm. but for right now, I've, I've got a whole lot to say about it. So so let me ask you this, okay? You're standing on the main run at Las Vegas. You're out there. Everybody else is out there, too. You have your book, and there's other people out there with books that are similar to yours. How do you get people to read your book? Um. Okay, so... I'm just going to revert to what the guy who wrote my forward, his name is Hammerson Peters. Mm -hmm. He's also an author. He has a YouTube channel. Nobody's written a book about crawlers yet. It it was thought to be a, a completely new phenomenon, but that's not necessarily true because we, uh, Hammerson Peters found an account from the 1800s. Mm -hmm. And um, th there's just not been any real in-depth investigation done into this. It's actually the first book about the first in-depth book about crawlers and the crawler phenomenon and this trail cam picture, which is like the best image we have of one mm -hmm. possibly being authentic. So that would be my, that would be my selling point. Like if you want to, and if you want to know what's up with that trail cam picture and how you can get kind of neurotic and teach yourself a bunch of crazy <laughs> skills so that you can try to figure out whether or not something's authentic. Um, yep. Yeah, that would be it. All right, Missy. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much fun. for having me. And maybe when you get your next book out, we'll get you back on, okay? Oh, that would be awesome. Thank you so much, Charlotte. All right. Well, you have a good uh, holiday. You too, and stay in touch. You too. Have a good All one. Right. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right, that was Missy Sterling, and it's an interesting story, you know, seeing a creature like that. And I'm coming back on here. There we go. Got to push my buttons. I was wiping my nose the last time you guys came on. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was an incredible story. I mean, I, I don't know how I would react if I saw something like that in the road. I know when I saw a shadow person cross in front of my car, of course, we drove up to the car and look around. But I mean, something like this, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how any of us would react. I mean, like she, like she said, you everybody reacts differently to stuff, you know. And uh, who knows, you know. And then there's that moment with dang it, I should have taken a photo, right? Anyway, um, this was a great show. I really appreciate her coming on, and I appreciate you guys for being here too tonight to listen. Tomorrow evening, we're kind of shifting gears. We're going into my crime court background. Frank Falzone will be with us. Frank Falzone was an a, a investigator with San Francisco PD, and he invent he worked on some very famous cases like the Zodiac case and the Night Stalker. He's one of the gentlemen that 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 assisted in the arrest of the Night Stalker. So he's got a new book out, and he's going to be here. Well, not here, but you know what I mean. He's going to be on the phone tomorrow, talking about his new book and talking about those cases. And so it should be an interesting hour tomorrow with him. And I'm I'm looking forward to it because I love true crime stuff anyway. But I want to thank you all for coming tonight, and I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you all for listening all the time. Everybody that listens to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody that listens live here or, or comes on later to listen live on, on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, if, if you're watching today from Facebook and, and you like what you see, you know, share it with five people. Share it, you know, share it with five people in your family, your friends or whatever, because, you know, we're looking to expand this show out and get more followers and stuff like that. And also, if you're watching right now and you, and, and you liked it, please, please hit that uh, like button and, and, and that follow button, because that's what, you know, I'm always looking for people like that. Also, over on uh, YouTube, we have 450 videos, different topics. As you can tell, like this week, we're doing varying topics this week. So uh, be sure to check out our YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. And when you get over there, you'll see, like I said, uh, more than 450 videos. Also, if you're watching live today from YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Because we're, like I said, we are doing shows Sunday through Friday. Every week, without fail, we're always here at 6.30 p.m. Sometimes we're not 6.30, but most of the time, it's, you know, the majority of the time. And there's that little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner. And if you click on that ghost, the, little, the red subscribe button will pop up, and they'll subscribe you, and they'll alert you. Plus, I'm very active on the community page on, on YouTube as well, so I'll throw out little tidbits there about guests and whatnot. But uh, like I said, I really appreciate everybody who comes. And uh, again, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, Share it with five of your enemies. I mean, we're trying to get the word out no matter what. Plus, we're equal opportunity here at California Hunts Radio. And don't forget, next Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, Nancy Matz will be doing that special event. Just watching my phone over here. Nancy Matz will be doing that special event where she'll do a five-minute reading for you for $12. And that, that, that that's a killer deal, boy. 12 bucks. So you can get that if you're interested in that and signing up for it. The easiest way to do it is to go to Venmo. And uh, type in California Haunts, and we'll pop right up for you. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I want to let you go tonight. And I really appreciate every each and every one of you that came in to watch the show. And I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And here is uh, Missy's information. So that website is missyleigh.com. And the book is Rakes, Flakes, and Double Takes.
and you can get that through her website and at Amazon when it comes out. Of course, it's not going to be out till mid-January. All right, guys, I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great evening.